to the Good Question with Jessica Tanderup podcast. I'm Jessica, and I have a passion for asking hard questions and going deep in conversation. Usually, these discussions happen over dinner or coffee with a close friend. But on this podcast, I bring them to you because I want you to know if you have questions, you're not alone. On this show, I invite apostolic leaders, thinkers, and fellow believers to tackle the tough topics questioners face as we strive to live out our biblical mandate to love God, love people, and take the gospel to the whole world here in the 21st century. I hope you'll stick around because when you know Jesus is the answer, every question can be a good question. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode nine of season four. If you came looking for a show last week, I'm so sorry we weren't here. We had some unavoidable technical difficulties. I recorded an episode solo for the first time ever. And one thing I learned about doing a solo show, if my mic stops capturing, I don't have anyone there to notice or tell me. (laughs) So now that is something that I know. I do have plans to re-record that episode and get it out to you next week to round off this practical tips for Christian living season. But today I have an episode that I just know is going to bless you and hopefully make a difference in how you seek God's guidance in making decisions in the future. Today I'm chatting with another friend, another previous guest, and we are checking in about some life changes that have happened since she was last on the show. Allie Jones and her husband Jamel joined us way back at the beginning of the podcast to talk about their lives as an Army officer family. Well, they have since transitioned out of the army and how they made the decision to do that in a specific prayer they were counseled to pray as they sought clarity on that decision. That's what I asked Allie on the show to talk about today. It's a great story and some of the best decision-making advice I've ever heard. If you're ever worried about making big life decisions, I think you're going to enjoy my conversation with Allie Jones. Allie Jones, welcome to Good Question. Uh, thank you. It's so fun to get to chat with you. Um, if listeners don't know, we're friends, have been friends for a long time. Um, and you were on the podcast with your husband back at the very beginning when we first started out. And we're excited to get to talk to you again today. I'm just happy to get to talk to you because you're my friend. And this has been a, a good excuse to get on a call and chat and catch up a little bit. Um, but for anyone who maybe didn't hear that first podcast, let's just give them a little bit of a taste of who you are. Just introduce yourself for people. Okay. That sounds good. Um, it's really good to see your face this time while we're doing it. Um, yes. Thank you for inviting me on. It has been really um, exciting to see you guys and, and your journey to Denmark. And I'm excited to see how the rest of your time there goes. But yes, my name is Allie and I was born and raised in central Arkansas. I'm married to Jamel and we have two kids. We have Madeline who is five, just started kindergarten, Langston who is two, all boy, and um, our nine-year-old puppy love cruise. And (laughs) I've been a military spouse the whole 10 years that Jamel and I have been married. And um, a year and a half ago, we started a small business called Jamel Jams, and we yeah. sell jams and jellies. Amazing jams and jellies. Yeah. Everyone should order some, except for not the cinnamon peach. So next time she has any available, I want some. I didn't get any of the last batch <laughs> that came out. And um, so nobody ordered that one. It's terrible. No, I'm just kidding. It's my favorite. <laughs> um, 
Yes. Fantastic, fantastic jams and jellies. Um, so you mentioned being a military spouse and I'm sorry, I'm putting my phone on. Do not disturb because I don't want it to interrupt our conversation. Um, <laughs> you mentioned being a military spouse, which is kind of how we, not how we met at all. We met whenever I was in college and, um, attended the same church and got to be really close with your family, but we grew closer as military spouses because we both were, um, married to men in the army and lived in the same place for a brief little, I don't know, what was it like two and a half years? Um, but it was right when we were having babies and we got to spend a lot of time together, um, during kind of a big transition of life. Mm -hmm. And, um, we have since left behind the military life and taken on new challenges and new experiences. Um, and you guys have also had a transition recently. So that's what we invited you to talk about. Um, when we saw you guys last, which was back in August, right before we came mm-hmm. to Denmark, um, we heard all about just some crazy, amazing things that God had done, the way he had answered some prayers for you all. Um, but we only got to hear like a little snippet of the conversation. So I want to hear the whole story. And I want you to just tell me a little bit about, um, yeah, what's been going on with you guys. Okay. Um, I will tell you as much of the story that I can, because <laughs> I might need a couple of days to tell you the whole story. But um, yeah, like you mentioned, we are a military family. Army um, is the branch that Jamel served in. And Jamel commissioned as an infantry officer his senior year of college. Um, we got married right after he graduated, pretty much. And um, we just hit the ground running in the Army life. And really fell in love with it. Jamel got to serve in some of um, the Army's most prestigious organizations and had three combat deployments and did some really valuable work with um, our foreign partners as well as here at home. Um, And it's just a a great, um, uh, was a great upcoming Army leader. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved the Army as well. I loved being involved in the family readiness groups volunteering, supporting, really just doing whatever I could. I um, told Jamel that I needed to go be a part of all of the um, ceremonies and events because I needed to keep drinking the Kool-Aid so <laughs> that I could support him. Um, but I really I really did love it and enjoy it. Um, and Jamel was just doing very well. He's very gifted at his job. Um, he is a great leader anyway. And the army was just his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he was excelling and I don't want to sound braggadocious at all, but basically, honestly, anything that he said he wanted to do and put his mind to doing, he was getting to do in the army. Um, he had garnered the support of like every t- command team that he worked for senior military leaders and just had the golden ticket laid out path to success for the army. Um, if you're an army officer, especially infantry officer, like Jamel's track was what was what you wanted to be on. Yeah. Um, and so it shocked a lot of people. <laughs> Me, I was shocked. We, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it kind of shocked ourselves a little bit, I think. But um, it shocked people when we just said that we were considering getting out of active duty. Yeah. I will say this because I got to see a little bit of that close up. Like I said, we were stationed in the same place. Our husbands were stationed in the same place. So we were living in the same place um, for a couple of years there. And I could, I could see that all of the, what you said is absolutely true from, from what we observed. And also he has an amazing support in you. 
Like you also are an amazing leader and you also, um, were a huge part of what made him successful, I believe, mm-hmm. especially in the years when you guys had command and the the way that you helped with leading the families and encouraging the families. And if anybody wants to hear more about all of that, um, that's kind of what we talked about in the first uh, episode that we had you guys on was how you guys bring us uh, an attitude of ministry to everything that you do, including the work that you were doing with the army. So uh, yes, it was a big shock whenever we heard <laughs> <laughs> that you guys were talking about transitioning out of the military. Yeah. I think something that people don't often understand until you're in the army, um, and I didn't understand it until I was married to Dave, is that when you are part of an organization like that, yes, in a lot of ways you lose some of the control over decisions in your life, but mm-hmm. also you still have a lot of decisions to make. Yeah. Um, there are lots of paths within the army site. So that's just one branch, right? But there are so many different ways that a person's career can go. And you do have a lot of control over deciding whether or not you want to attempt different schools, different, you know, certifications, different levels of responsibility. Um, and so the decision-making in one regard is taken out of your hands. And then in the other regard, you're given a whole bunch of decisions to make. Yeah. And so I can imagine that making that decision um, to say, okay, we're going to step away from the way we've been doing this um, would be a big one. But talk to me about how you were already in, in your marriage, how you were already making some of those decisions together. Okay. Yeah. So whenever we have a big decision to make, we, do the, the big top things, right? We pray, um, but pray more. We're reading our Bible. Um, we're talking to each other a lot. I find that we start listening to sermons and podcasts you know, <laughs> a lot more because we're just like trying to figure out what God wants for us in that specific season. Um, but we also try to make decisions based on like what's best for our family, mm-hmm. um, what brings peace. Jamal likes to say that we need to pursue peace. And then also what brings joy. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to do a lot of research before we make our decisions about, you know, whatever it is, like for instance, in, in leaving the army, um, we wanted counseling, right? Mm-hmm. But cause the Bible says in the multitude of counselors there's safety. Yes. Um, but we didn't want just not, I say just, but we didn't want only spiritual counseling. We wanted the secular counseling of people that had done this before, Mm -hmm. um, and job market research, right? Like what could he actually do? What, what's out there and what's available. Mm -hmm. So, and then I just ask tons of questions. (laughs) I want to investigate it all. Um, so yeah, that, that is what we do in our marriage. Um, when we're trying to, trying to make decisions. And I want to say we do that in our marriage and it's nice to have somebody to help you walk through those decisions, help mm-hmm. you. We work together as a team, but I do think it's super important also for single people. If you're at a big decision point in your life, like to invite somebody else in mm-hmm. to help you, mm-hmm. um, to make, help you not miss anything. Yeah. I, um, I know you and I have talked about before, um, Emily Freeman and her next right thing podcast and book, and she has a whole, um, episode and I think a chapter in her book where she talks about gathering co-listeners and she talks about how in big major decision points in her life with her husband that they would actually like gather people in a room that they trusted and lay it all out in front of them and then get everyone to ask them questions to help them Uh think through like what they were going to do and I was like 
well, all the people that I would want in that room all live all over the place. And so I would never be able to do that in person. Well, we might need a Zoom call. Um, But I thought it was such a great idea. Just getting other perspectives. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't don't always know the right questions to ask in those moments. So getting somebody else who can just be like, hey, have you thought about this? Have you thought about? Yes. Yeah, I think that's really, I think that's really good. So this decision, of course, was a lot bigger in some ways than some of the ones that you've made before. We, we've had this experience in recent years. It's a big transition when you leave the army because there are so many things about having a career in the army that become your lifestyle and things that you take for granted after you've been there for a while, like your healthcare is taken care of. You're going to get a check, (laughs) a direct deposit, you know, uh, on a consistent basis. You're going to, you might not know if you're going to have your husband home for Christmas day, but you know, there's, there's some stability that comes with that, that you have to think about giving up when it's time to to leave. So talk about this one. And you got some special counsel with this decision that I really want you to, to share with us. Okay. All right. So you want me to talk about the council part, right? Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yes. So we have some amazing friends and mentors, um, Gil and Holly Price. Gil was the chaplain at our last um, unit in the 75th Ranger Regiment. And um, he and Holly told us, well, first I'll, I'll get to that one, but they gave <laughs> us a couple of things. The first thing that Holly gave to me um, was a prayer entitled Whatever, and it is an adaptation of John Wesley's covenant prayer. Her um, mentor kind of rewrote it with the adaptation, and it's just a prayer of complete surrender. Mm-hmm. Um, like, God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it however for whosoever, like just whatsoever. And so we really started to pray that prayer. I really did, and it, it became just the posture of my heart. Mm-hmm. to um in and learning how to surrender all of my my thoughts and my plans and my worries and my struggles to him and then the other thing that they told us to do was to pray for God to make things laughably clear so as we were going about our decision like lord make this so clear to us that we just kind of have to laugh at it and yeah. be like okay yeah that was definitely you there's no other way it could be anyone but you and so we started praying that and the lord Definitely did that. And I can share some of those yes. examples if you want. Yes. Okay. I absolutely well, want to hear this part. <laughs> okay. This is, it's still Wait, first of all, First of all, yeah. when they shared that with you, I have never, ever heard this phrase before. But as soon as you guys told it to us, that I was like, oh, that's a great prayer. Yes. So how did you feel about it whenever they first brought it up to you? Oh, I thought it was a great idea. Um, because I am, um, an Enneagram six and I am motivated by fear. Like I worry a lot. Like I want to make sure that I'm doing the right thing. I also, um, have a great respect for authority in my life, um, authority that I trust. And so I really appreciate it when someone that I trust tells me what to do. And I'm like, sure, cool, I'll do it. So there's no one that I trust more than the Lord. So um, I was like, that that sounds like a great idea. Also, I, um, I remember when Jamel and I got engaged, I was just praying intently. I don't know if I've ever honestly prayed more intently before, but for the Lord 
to give me a yes or a no about marrying mm-hmm. him. And that's like a whole nother story. But the Lord answered it in the exact way that I had asked him to. And so when they said, pray for the Lord to make things laughably clear, I was like, ah, I have experience with him doing this for me. <laughs> I like it. Let's do it. Yeah. So I, like I was it very comfortable. It was comforting um, yeah. for me to pray that way. Uh, it scared Jamel to pray that way. <laughs> but I was like on it, on it. Um, but like I said, the Lord definitely did. And a few of the ways that he did that was that Jamel was actually hired without an interview. Um, he had a conversation with his current boss. And at the end of the conversation, like Jamel was like in uniform at end of the day at work. And um, they were just chit chatting about things. And um, he said, okay, now what can I do for you? And Joel was like, well, I need a job. And he said, I can make that happen. And um, so he was hired. And that was it. That was it. Um, he was hired without interview. He was hired during a hiring freeze. Um, yeah. For Walmart. He's working for Walmart now. Um, uh, we know people that they were paused, like their interviews and all of that kind of stuff. Jamel was pushed through. Um The morning of Jamel's change of command, we were at the change of command ceremony. And before Jamel handed the guide on off, he got a text that said, hey, the job that was created for him was approved. So that was just amazing. After the ceremony, Jamel was like, look at this text I got during the (laughs) ceremony. And I was just like, oh, wow, Lord, you are so good. Because we thought that that job was going to, you know, probably happened, but we, we didn't know. And so yeah. I was like, okay, you've released that job. And now here's this one for here's you. This one. Wow. Um, we, Madeline, we knew, we knew we were going to be moving and I'd been scouting out schools and we knew that we were most likely going to go back to Arkansas. So I was just looking at um, schools in several different places, but I was like, God, I can't put like deposits down at all these different schools. So Lord, I need you to hold her spot, whatever mm-hmm. school she's supposed to be at, hold her spot. And schools are starting to fill up. Um, they fill it pretty quickly and we wanted her to go to private Christian school. Well, um, Jamal crazy, but he went to, it was an ROTC with the superintendent of the school that we <laughs> wanted her to go to if we wound up in Northwest Arkansas. And so I was like, Jamal, you have to go visit Keith and like talk to him because he was in Arkansas for a job thing. And, um, so he went to chat with Keith and he was like, yeah, let me introduce you to like our admin team. And while Jamal was sitting in the office, a spot opened up for kindergarten. And like, as he was sitting there, the lady got an email and okay. she said, yes. right now. And so <laughs> Madeline not only had one spot, the Lord held two spots for her. And we got to pick which campus wow. we wanted her to go to. Um, the night before or the night that I was about to pay her, um, her enrollment fee, I found out that because Jamel is still serving in the reserves, that we were getting over a 50% discount for her to go to school. Praise um, God. And yes, it was, I was like, thank you. <laughs> um, and then I, I prayed the same prayer for our house, for the mm. Lord to hold house. We had two days to find a house. Um, they are going super quick in this area yeah. and everywhere. Yeah. And um, our house that we're in right now was on Zillow for 24 minutes before um, when I found it, we called right away, met those people. 24 or, uh, minutes? 24 minutes. Met them that day and we're like, yes, that, oh, we want the house. Oh, my goodness. Um, 
And there's more to that, that story, but which it's just amazing. And then another cool thing is I said before that I am listening to podcasts and sermons and all this kinds of stuff whenever we're, you know, trying to make a, a decision. And so I was listening to a sermon and uh, before that I had been a song um, that Mississippi mass I used to sing um, what God has for me is for me. I, that song was just like really laid on my heart and I was just singing it constantly, like over and over again for a few weeks. And so I would just make, I made that song my prayer and I was listening to a certain sermon and um, I was just praying the words of that song while I was listening to the sermon. Literally the next words out of the minister's mouth was, we want what God has for us, don't we? I was like, oh my goodness. Like, so I couldn't have laughed anymore if I wanted to. Like the Lord just kept doing things like that that were like, Yeah, this is this is what you're supposed to do and it's gonna be okay. Yeah. It, it this is just reminding me how 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 much he will answer if we really yeah. if we really pray and then if we pay attention. Yes. Like, I think a lot of times I will pray something, ask God for direction, and then I just go off and like zone out. I'm thinking about other things. Like I'm not actually looking for the answer. Yeah. And, and whenever you, you stop and, and start looking backwards, you know, the whole hindsight is 2020. Like you can see every place where it was like, oh, there, that was that answer. And that was that answer. And that was that answer. I mean, as you're talking, I'm thinking about, um, way back in my life, whenever I came to Little Rock to check out the University of Arkansas at Little Rock, the weekend I came, I told the Lord, God, I need a place to live. I need money to pay for this college and I need a job. And I was there for a weekend and I left with all three of those things. Oh, wow. And that was, that was like a laughably clear moment for me to be like, okay, I, I just, I just laid it all out. This is what I need. And the Lord just was like, okay, here, here, here you go. And so he wants to, he wants to answer us. I think sometimes we think that the will of God for our lives is something that we have to go like on a scavenger hunt for, or like, you know, that he's intentionally keeping us in the dark. I I know I've struggled with, with feelings like that in the past. Um, but he doesn't like he, he really does want us to have peace and to, to know that he's leading us. Yes. Yeah. I really just love that. He's so good. He is. He loves us. Yeah, he does. Yes, he absolutely does. Hmm. So whenever you were praying this, so you said that for you, it was an easy prayer to pray and you were excited about it. But for Jamal, it was maybe a little bit more scary. I'm not asking you to speak for him or put words in his mouth, but I can imagine that the scariness could come in because maybe we, we lean one way or the other, like we're hoping the decision will go one way or the other. Yeah. So have you, how have you dealt with that in the past whenever you're praying for God to give you direction, but deep down, maybe you really want it to go one way. <laughs> oh man. I, uh, I've definitely prayed prayers where I'm like really hopeful that, you know, like, Oh, he will do this. Uh, and sometimes he does and sometimes he doesn't. But I think that when I look at myself, honestly, at my core, I really do want to do what God wants me to do. Hmm. Um, I really do trust that he makes the best decisions, mm-hmm. that he gives the best when we leave the choice to him. 
Um, I, I've tried over my, in my life to just like examine other people's lives Mm -hmm. and remind myself about that. Like, okay, this person is living a successful life or, you know, but it's because they really are submitted, not just Mm. submitted, but surrendered Mm. to God's will. And, um, and then I see the angst and struggle that other people might have, you know, and I can tell that they're not in that posture of submission. And so, Mm. um, sometimes it's hard, you know, to like, to surrender that, but I just try to remind myself like, no, I really do want, I do want what he has for me. Um, and I remind myself, I can look back over my own life, you know, and see like the steps, you know, even when it's a no or it's a wait, mm. it is always better. It yeah. is always better. 100%. I hope that answers the question. Yeah, I think it does. I, I think that that's, that's the succinct way of putting it. Like, it doesn't really matter what my preference is in the moment. God's way is always better, period. Like, it just is. And I know it if I if I really will be honest with myself and look at my own decisions, <laughs> the times yeah. when I've done it his way have been better than the times whenever I've had to do it my way. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And it works out not just better for me, but for my kids, for mm. my family, mm-hmm. for the people that are around me, like his, his plan and will for me isn't just about me. Yeah. It's Oof. about everybody in my circle. Yeah. Ooh, I- so I, I really do like that point though, about the decisions that we're making don't just affect us and they're not just about us. I think I've, I've been guilty, especially whenever you're young and you're single and then you're newly married. I think it's easy to get caught up in like, we want to make the right decision for us, but adding kids into the mix kind of adds another dimension to it. Um, but that doesn't, it's not just for people that have kids. Like there are people who don't have kids and your decisions still impact people around you. Um, right. They impact the people that you are going to impact. They impact, yes. you know, your family, your friends. And I mean, we, we had someone speak to us um, in a couple of different instances. The Lord kind of gave me the same message, which was when we were talking about coming to Denmark, I was really concerned about, you know, bringing our kids and what it means for our kids. And I was really reminded that like, God has a plan for their lives too. And he put them in our family on purpose and a call that he places on our life. God already has the ways that that's going to impact our kids and um, that it might very well be that the only reason we're here is to get them into this country. You know, there's just, we just don't know what God is doing. And even when we think we do know, we're usually not quite right, you know, (laughs) but we just have to ask him to show us the right way to go. And like you said, trust him that it's going to be okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think um, the last time we were here as guests on the podcast, Jamel and I shared that we viewed his military service as not a career, but a calling and not Mm -hmm. a calling just for him, but for our whole family. And so, um, and that's why it was a big decision again for us because we're like, okay, like this involves, this involves all of us. Yeah. Um, It's just so important to figure out what he wants you to do again, like you said, because yeah. it's, it's about the people that we're doing life with. Yeah. I mean, that's another aspect of this that is really interesting to think about, which is that you felt very much that it was a calling. And a lot of times we get into our minds that when, once God has called us to one thing, that that's the thing. Mm-hmm. And that's always going to be the thing. 
So before you got to this point of asking God to make it clear, you're like you were already thinking that maybe you wanted to to leave the army. So h- how did you come to that conclusion? I mean, without going into like personal details of your, yeah. <laughs> you know, your no, life, no, but but how did you decide that God was leading you, possibly leading you to the next yes. thing? Yeah. So um, Jamel has always said um, that he, the army didn't have to be a career for him. He wanted Mm. to remain, you know, just open. Um, Of course, I never believed him. Like, no, we'll we'll do this for (laughs) at least 20 years because this is just, you're great at, he's great at a lot of things, but he just loved it. Yeah. Um, But he just never said like, he, to himself, like, I don't have to do this forever. I can Mm. do something different if I need to. Um, But for us, it was, uh, we had to consider purpose, um, our, our calling, like we said, but then values too. So, um, and a lot of our, our purpose, our values and stuff, the army, we were able to do that within the army, but, um, the, um, as job, as job titles and stuff changed for Jamel, um, not that the values, the army value of going and fighting and winning our nation's wars, like that's their that's the number one value. It, it needs to be the number one value, um, was just kind of intersecting um, with our family value of wanting to do and serve community, mm. but do it together. Mm. Um, so like when Jamel was in command, um, that was a role that we all just, in company command, we were all able to just really dive in and, and do it together. We got to serve the families together. Um, and Jamel's job at that time, like, you know, was focused on his, his guys in that company, just, you know, as a pretty much a, a particular group, but, um, as his jobs and roles changes and he moved out of command, um, he was gone a whole lot more, um, from home. And we knew also the next role that he was going to be in that we would see him, a whole lot less. Mm-hmm. And so that meant he was going to be gone from home, not just like deploying, but also at home, but not at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and Which so is almost worse sometimes. <laughs> it, it really is. It's very hard. Yeah. Um, and we wanted, again, like I said, to be able to serve community, to serve church. We want our kids to see us serving in church as they, you know, they're getting older, mm-hmm. doing it together. And the more we did the army mission, the more we were being pulled away from our family mission. Um and it's not like that in every role and job in the army. It was just what Jamel was going to be doing would would definitely have pulled us away from that. And so, um, yeah, that's how we got there. And sometimes callings are they're they're seasonal, you know, they're yeah. temporary. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like that. I like the 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 concept of not wrapping your identity up in it. Because it would be easy, like you said, because he was so good at what he did and he loved it so much. It would be easy to get your identity wrapped up in that and say, this is, this is who I am. Yes. Yes. And I think I actually struggled with that more than he did. Mm. Like, um, we're an army family. We are, this is, this is who we are. Like we eat this, we breathe this, we sleep this, we live on an army installation. These are our friends, like Mm -hmm. every, and, and I enjoyed it. Um, and I, I think a lot of, a lot of military members can also get wrapped up in rank, you know, mm-hmm. and one of the things, um, the advice that Jamel received from a general that he was an aide for was for Jamel to continue pursuing the purpose in his life and not accolades and not mm-hmm. um, career advancement because um, a lot of military 
um, personnel do get wrapped up in that. And yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's gonna, that's gonna necessarily lead you away from your family as you focus yeah. more on that than you do on, like you said, purpose. But yeah. as a Christian, at some point you're going to have a conflict between um, promoting yourself and following the way of Jesus, because those two things uh, don't go together. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't they work don't at all. <laughs> so yeah, so it's it's good to be real clear on that as you're yeah. as you're making decisions. Yeah. All right. So then, how's it going? You guys have made this transition. Yeah. How, how's it, is, it going? It's going well. It was um, the first little bit. So we um, officially. We're not active, an active duty family at the end of August. Um, so again, Jamel is still in reserve, um, which I still like putting, seeing him put on his uniform. Like, like that's still good. We get to keep a little <laughs> bit of it. Um, just a lot different, but yeah. it's going well. Um, the Lord has been so good to give us not only what we, we needed and re- requested, um, but to give us the desires of our hearts too, which is so cool. And you, again, like I said, leave, he gives his best to those mm-hmm. that leave the choice to him. Um, we wanted a few things you mentioned, like healthcare, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in the army, it, it provides so much like um, housing and healthcare and some, some stability, not always, you know, stability yeah. in different ways, yeah. um, but community and, mm-hmm. um, so we wanted to, you know, move to a family-friendly area. Um, we wanted me to be able to stay at home because mm-hmm. um, while while our kids are little, again, needed great health care. Um, and the Lord did all of that, but the Lord likes to add sprinkles on things. <laughs> and um, for the first time in over 10 years, I'm getting to live by my sister. Um yeah. That makes me a little emotional. <laughs> yeah. That's catching me off guard, but um, that is that's definitely a blessing and and something that I neither of us thought uh, would happen. And so that's been exciting and rewarding to to get to spend time with her. It's going well. It's going yeah. well. We're in a good church community and really really enjoying it. I'm so glad. It makes me so happy. To know that it's made me happy, like you said, to see the photos of you with your sister and know you guys are close by one another when you haven't been for a long yeah. time. And um, yeah, I love it. I love it. The sprinkles. Yeah. It's definitely. one of my favorite things that I've learned from you <laughs> is to look for the sprinkles yeah. <laughs> on top of the icing, on top yeah, of the cake. <laughs> right? It's just crazy. Like yes. cake is already good. <laughs> There's icing and then you get sprinkles. Like that's when you get like, God, I must be your favorite. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I love it. Well, is there anything else about decision making, praying for God to guide us and lead us that we haven't talked about that you wanted to to make sure we share? Um, There are a couple of things, I think. Well, maybe one big thing. Um, You know, the Lord told us to pray. Jesus said for us to pray, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so that tells me that we, we have to pray for his will. Hmm. Like um, sometimes maybe he won't like necessarily do it if we don't invite him in, hmm. you know, um, like, like when we're making decisions, cause we can make our own decision, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but especially when we are working for the kingdom, like it is so important and we want to work in the kingdom to seek what his will is because, 
I feel like we could be doing kingdom work, but maybe we're not working in the assignment that he gave for us to do. Mm. Like, you know, maybe um, we're doing good stuff, but it's not as good as it can be. Like maybe I am, maybe my testimony won't reach as far to the right people, or maybe Mm. my giving isn't making the impact that it could. Um, Because I haven't prayed for the Lord to put me exactly where he wants Mm. me to be. I think it's so important for us to pray um, prayers of just surrender. I feel like submission is like, okay, sure, I'll do it, but I still kind of have my will Mm. and I might go back to my will after a little bit, but surrender is like, I'm laying down my will. I don't have a will. My heart is be is to do exactly everything that you want me to do. I am going to abandon my dreams. I'm going to walk through Mm. any door that you open up for me. And I am laser focused on your voice and your Mm. vote, your voice alone. Um, you know, and because, because I want to do what you want me to do. And again, because there are other people involved here, you know, that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. Like he came for relationship and that's what we are created for relationship and it's eternal work, right? Mm-hmm. Everything that we really do for him is eternal. And so it matters that we are where he wants us to be. And his will yeah. is just safe. It's a good place. He's where the joy is. He's yeah. where the treasure is. He's just good. I, yeah. And so I want, I want to do what he wants me to do. I don't want to miss it. Yeah. Ooh, it's good. It's making me think about an old, (laughs) old Avalon song. Avalon. Uh, The dreams, the dreams I dream for you. I remember whenever I was a teenager, that song was, was out. And I remember a friend being like, I don't like that song because it it was saying, you know, let the old dreams die. Yeah. Take this cup that I offer, drink deeply of the yeah. dreams I dream for you. And it, that's a hard thing to do when we yes. have in our minds what we desire, what we want, what we think is right, what we think we'd be good at, what we think, what we think. Yeah. Um, but there's there's really no risk in surrendering, surrendering all of that to God. There's really not. It feels like there is in the moment, but yeah. there, there really isn't because like you said, he's going to do far more, far better yes. for us uh, than yeah. what we think that we, that we could come up with. Absolutely. Mm. I love Every it. Time. Every time. I love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I also wanted to share, if you don't mind the whatever yeah. prayer, mm. um, yes. just because I think it's a great prayer. If there is um, any of your listeners, you know, if they're in a place of, of, of needing to surrender. Again, this is an adaptation um, from John Wesley's covenant prayer and it's entitled whatever. I am no longer my own, but yours and yours alone. Use me for whatever you will. Place me with whomever you will. Appoint me to do whatever you want or to suffer whatever you ask. Mm. Let me be employed wherever, set aside whenever, lifted up however, or humbled forever. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have whatever or nothing whatsoever. I freely and willingly surrender whatsoever I have or am to your pleasure and will. And now awesome and loving God, you are mine and I am yours, whatever. And may this vow, which I have taken on earth, sound loud and clear until there echoes through the heaven, the sound of your amen. And amen, Mm. you know, we know it means let it be. Let it be. be. 
That's a prayer, right? Yeah. (laughs) I was with you for a few minutes, then I was like, ooh, ooh, wait, oh, wait, but wait, but can I? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to need you to just email me that as soon as we're done here so I can just (laughs) start thinking that one through (laughs) and start trying to pray it as best I can. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I have it up in my closet so I can see it every day. I'm just like, yep, whatever. whatever. And he's never let me down, though. No, never has, never will. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, final question of the show. Yes. Always the same. (laughs) (laughs) What is a good question you're asking yourself lately? Yeah, I really, in all this transition and all this that's going on for me is what's next. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm not rushing it. I told Jamel recently, like, I don't know what the Lord is doing, but I'm enjoying seeing him take us on this journey. I am interested though, like, but, but what is, what is next? Like, um, in the day to day and then just what, what was all that? What are you moving us toward? Because I can Mm. clearly see how, uh, the last 10 years, the job assignments, the order of the job assignments, the people that we met led him to what he's doing now, uh, which again is amazing, but yeah. What next? What next? It's going to be good. It's going to be good, whatever it is. Uh, Thank you so much for sharing this with us. I think it's really, I really do feel it's going to impact somebody. It's going to make a difference. Um, This is going to be, you know, kind of one of the ways we're wrapping up this whole season about practical tips for Christian living. Just like these are the, the down in the nitty gritty of where we live, what we're doing and Uh, it applies to everybody. So I thank you so much for sharing it with us. And yeah, I love you, friend. I love you too. Thank you for having me on. I love, love, love. Good question. Yay.
often jokes that I wish God would just put some big neon signs in my path to point me in the right direction. And I think this prayer might be the next best thing. I so enjoyed this conversation with Allie and I loved hearing her encouragement about trusting God. That is what has stayed with me from this chat, that God is trustworthy. Who better to have leading us in our decision-making? If you've ever had God make something laughably clear for you, I'd love to hear about it. Or if you decide to pray this prayer today, I'd love to hear when he answers you. It is such a boost to our faith when we hear how God has spoken to others. Because trust me, he does not play favorites. If he'll do it for Allie and Janelle Jones, he'll do it for you and for me as well. Come share your laughably clear moments with us on Instagram. The podcast is at Good Question Show, and I'm at Jessica Tandera. That's Jessica T, as in Tuesday, A-N-D-E-R-U-P. You can also find us on Facebook, and you can send us an email to goodquestionshow at gmail.com. This podcast is a production of Good Question Media, and it's produced and hosted by me, Jessica Tandera. My co-producer, editor, and the man who is one of the best decisions I've ever made is my husband, Dave Tandera. That's it for this week. We'll be back here next Tuesday with another good question. See y'all then.